0: Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is June 21st, 2023, and I'm your host, William Harris, a.k.a. William is Bill. Great to be back with you today on another great episode of the All Rookie Podcast. It is one day away, ladies and gentlemen, from the NBA draft. Can't wait. You're going to be hearing this on Wednesday. The draft is Thursday, so I had to release my final big board rankings And, I mean, you've seen some of the reports I've done on players, scouting, mock drafts. Now, let's get that final big board out there. This is my favorite thing is the big board as opposed to the mock draft because the mock draft, you're going by best players but also trying to fit guys in. You know, you're worrying about, oh, this team has a point guard, so let's go down a spot or two, you know, all that. For this, I can just put my favorite prospects as far as rankings in order from best to worst, one through 60. So I'm going to give it to you just like that. So let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. Started with number one. Who is it? It's not Victor. <laughs> that's what you're expecting. That's who I have mocked number one to the Spurs because that's who they tanked for. <laughs> you know, they didn't tank for another dynamic point guard. They tanked for Victor Wambayama. The number one prospect in this draft class, in my opinion, is Scoot Henderson, and it's not really close, and especially with him measuring in recently at 6'4", as opposed to 6'2", someone is getting a dynamic player, and it's unfortunate that I have to say someone because the Charlotte Hornets, the hometown team of myself, is playing around with this draft pick, (laughs) talking about... We might take Brandon Miller. We might trade the pick. It seems like they're trying to do everything but take Scoot Henderson because they have LaMelo. We will see what happens, but Scoot is number one from the G-League Ignite, average 16 and a half points, 6.5 assists, one steal per game. You know, hit the knock on him is the shooting percentage. He shot 27.5% from three. He does have that 6'9 wingspan as well. So his height is not a concern anymore. That's nothing negative you can say about him except for his shot is not elite. Everything else he does is elite. He's an exciting electric player, has great steals, uh, capabilities, very fast, athletic, super quick first step, and he's a clutch player. He handles the ball like Kyrie Irving and he can drive to the rack. And you know, if you've seen him, he is one of the most fit built uh muscle bound guys in this draft very strong for a point guard especially incredible leaping ability great vision he has the total package he doesn't get rattled in traffic he can beat a double team he can find the open man without panicking and he played great with the g league at night i can't wait to see what he does in the nba um you know and he's not necessarily a score-first point guard either. He's unselfish. Uh, gets his other teammates involved. Toward the end of the season, you could tell he was trying to get his other guys, Leonard Miller, City Sizoko, Uh draft stock increased. So, I mean, you have to love everything about Scoot Henderson. And the shot is not broken. It's not terrible. It's just average or slightly below average. And it can get better. I'm sure it will. If you've seen this guy, you know how he works in the offseason because he worked incredibly during the season uh, you know one of the younger players in the G league playing against grown men 17 and 18 years old as he was dominating it's it's a lot it's a sure thing sorry Victor is not a sure thing Scoot is uh, I'm not saying that to jinx him but just from my evaluation Scoot Henderson is the number one prospect in this draft class number two is it Victor yet? No, it's not Victor at number two either. I have a Thompson. No, and, you know, no matter what other people are saying, if he's falling down boards, oh, his brother's better than him. There's a lot of conjecture about Amen Thompson. He's still the number two prospect in my class, in this class. I I, I can't change my feelings because of what other people are saying. I don't care if he falls to eight. Watching the film on him, another dynamic point guard. You know, he's six foot seven. 16.646 assists per game, two steals per game, arguably better numbers than Scoop, but he was in an easier league than Scoop. but, and you know, he's three inches taller. So, and he shot 25% from three, similar to Scoot, not as good. His shooting is not great, but that's something with those twins. Have you seen uh, anything about them? Very hard workers. Uh, their shot, both of their shots seem like they're kind of made in a factory, not very natural. But if they get that down, I mean, look out. People have compared Amen Thompson to Penny Hardaway. Um, you know, it's just the things he can do on the court are incredible. Incredible passer, really good defender, quick first step, burst of speed, getting to the rim. He can blow by anyone at any time. Uh, you know, sometimes he comes across as a bit of a street baller, you know, like Allen Iverson, but he can still lead a team. And make all the plays you need in the pros. Uh, you know, but as far as defense, like I said, two steals per game, long reach, long wingspan. Uh, he can do everything you want offensively. Very fast and shifty. Uh, he's all star worthy in my opinion. Pretty much a lock to be an all star, and he's hard to stop when he's coming downhill and transition, especially. So he's going to need to polish some things, but. That's what happens when you're a young rookie in the NBA. You've got 10 years to develop, uh, but he's already has 9 out of the 10 characteristics of a star. He just needs to get that shot down packed. But even if he doesn't, if he goes to a team that has other players that can shoot, that's going to work well as well. But I have no doubt in his shot, I think he'll be fine. He's a little skinny, might need to fill out a little bit, but not big deal. Amen Thompson, number two, Prospect. In my board. Now, finally, number three, Victor Wembanyama. Here, here it is. It's time. <laughs> the 7'5, big man from France, 19 years old, averaged 21 points, 10 boards per game, three blocks per game, and shot 30% from three. Weird to see. He shot better than the first two guys I have on his big board rankings, and he's seven foot five. But that's the modern NBA for you. You know, these tall guys are doing everything now. But we have not seen anything quite like Victor Wembanyama. Besides Bobo, but Victor is super long and rangy. Of course, can guard the paint and the perimeter. Wingspan is eight foot. That's ridiculous. But you know, at times he can get bodied in the paint because it's a small frame. There's been clips around going around recently of him getting bodied by bigger players internationally. So that has been a concern of mine even before these latest round of videos have came out. Because when you playing against bigger guys in the NBA. How's that going to work? You know, the International League is not full of NBA caliber bigs. They have big guys. Most of them are not chiseled like a Jalen Duren type or, you know, something like that. But it's going to be a problem against all 30 teams in the NBA, not just a couple of teams overseas. That won't be too big of an issue. I'm sure they'll protect him and have him play in the four. They're going to need a big center beside him. And But if you look at his offensive game, it's just ridiculous. I mean, can you say Kevin Durant? (laughs) I mean, he he does a lot of things very well. Uh, You know, he moves very well for his size. It's rare someone that is his height can play this well. He's a very smart player. You can tell uh, he knows where a lot of rebounds are going before it even happens. Very confident player. At times out there, he was playing around, you know, shooting a three running to the corner, shooting a three fadeaway, step back threes. That's not necessarily going to be uh, in the game plan in the NBA, especially with Coach Popovich if he goes to the Spurs, which it's pretty much 100% he's going to the Spurs. Um, But he can do it, but that's that's probably why his percentage at three was 30%. It probably would have been 35% if he wasn't shooting bad shots. But he can shoot off the pick and roll. He doesn't just need to be wide open to shoot. can shoot off the dribble or pass. can shoot over defenders. Uh, no one's blocking his shot. His, high, his size and height make it extremely difficult for anyone to truly contest him. And like I said, kind of a one-of-a-kind player. The only comparison is Bo Bo. Bo Bo is really talented. Does a lot of the things Victor has done. Uh, Victor's still a little bit more talented. But Bo Bo, with his long frame could not play 30 plus minutes per night. The Magic kind of play him around 20 minutes per game. And that's to kind of protect him and his frame. Will Victor be unleashed and be able to play 30, 35 minutes per game? That's something we will have to see against NBA talent. We will have to see, Uh, you know, some of the guys internationally were not NBA calendar uh, uh, caliber, (laughs) but you know, he's been compared to Ralph Sampson. To me, I see some Yao Ming in this game, but Yao Ming was more dominant in the paint. Victor is decent in the paint and better in the perimeter. Um, but Victor also is a little stiff like Yao, but not as stiff as Yao. But, uh, you know, like if, if Yao was coming into the league now, he would probably play like Victor. But Yao had a great career at first, and then he had devastating foot injuries that had him to retire early. Will that be a question for Victor? We don't know. You hate to judge him based off other people like him and his size, but we, like I said, it's a rare thing to see someone this big playing like this, and Yao Ming was just running up and down the court like regular. Victor's trying to play like a guard, so and you know he's had some injuries in his past fibula stress fracture, scapula contusion, an issue affection, affecting the PSOAS muscle in his back. Uh, he's missed a year of basketball. And like I said, guys like Yamin, uh, Chet Holmgren has been hurt. Um, Bobo's been hurt. Jonathan Bender was only 6'11", but similar frame and style of game to, Vic- to Victor. Had to end his career early from injury. So, uh, it's very interesting. I hope to see Victor succeed in the league. If everything goes well, he can, but we will see. Uh <laughs> but you know, his rebounding and block should carry over pretty easily. His shooting should translate. I hope he gains a little bit more weight. I'm sure he will. But you know, he only weighs 15 more pounds than School Henderson, and School Henderson is like a foot smaller than him. So There'll be a, there'll be an adjustment to the NBA size. Hopefully he'll stay healthy. Victor Wimaniano, everyone's excited to see him, but I think people need to slow down with the whole generational once in a lifetime prospect. Let him get on the court and see how he does. And speaking of health concerns though, it's been videos of him viral, uh, going to the subway and visiting this place and that place. Everywhere he goes, he has to bend his head to fit in. Um, this is a small thing, but that's not good for your back. <laughs> so, the N75, you know, bending all the time. It's going to be with the wear and tear of the NBA all the time. Call me a worry wart, but I have Victor at number three. Now, I know you're going to kill me for that. Hit me in the comments, whatever. Uh No one's always right. Somebody got on me today and said, hey, you had Jabari Smith as the number one pick last year. It's like, yeah, uh, if you look at the film. I stand by that. (laughs) Paolo Vanquero is playing better in the NBA than he did at Duke. You know, this is about projecting and what you see, what you feel. There's no site, no podcast, no TV show, nobody on TV that's going to get every pick correct. And especially, you know, you can't judge someone by a year either. I'm still very high on Jabari Smith. Uh, and I'm rooting for these guys. I'm rooting for Victor. Even though I have him third, it doesn't mean I'm a, I am think he's a bust or a terrible player. I think he has uh, a high upside, but he, I also think he has a high bust potential because of his size and health risk uh, factors. So the guaranteed things are scooting, amen, in my opinion. On down to number four, Brandon Miller from Alabama. And when I get to the second round, uh, thirty to sixty. I'll speed it up for you guys, so I'm not gonna keep you here all day. But Brandon Miller at number four, six nine four from Alabama, average nineteen and eight, uh, thirty eight percent from three. That's probably why he is in such a debate for the top three because of that three point percentage. That really helps. If his three point percentage was twenty eight percent, he wouldn't be in the top three, top four uh, consideration. But Brandon Miller is fourth on my board. Great uh, freshman season. Won all type of awards from Alabama. Great shooting ability. His form is kind of weird, but it goes in. He can play methodically or blow by the defenders. Great handle for his size. He loves the three ball. Maybe a little bit too much, but we'll see. You know, you've seen guys in the NBA that kind of rely on that too much. It's like, get your butt in the paint and go to work. So we'll see how that translates in the NBA. But he has a quick release, and he's ready to pull that three at any time. Can bury it off the dribble as well. Uh, Shooting ability at his size makes him special. An ability to create his own shot off the dribble anywhere is huge, especially at his size. So sometimes he does play small. He's 6'9". Sometimes he plays like he's 6'6", 6'7". But I think he'll be fine. Some people are comparing him. There's no exact comparison, but maybe a little bit like Paul George. No one dribbles as well as Paul George at his size, but they can see him having a Paul George type of career, maybe a little less than that. But Brandon Miller, he's a safe pick at number four. Um, but we'll see. If the Hornets take him at two, a lot of Hornets fans are going to be upset. I'll just tell you that. But we'll wait and see what happens. <laughs> number five, I have Taylor Hendricks. A lot of people have him 10th and 12th. I don't understand it. Probably because he went to a small school and he came out of nowhere, but you look at the film, Taylor Hendricks from UCF, the 6'9", forward, 19 years old, averaged 15 points, 7 boards, almost 2 blocks per game, 39% from 3. Similar to Brandon Miller, uh, stats-wise, you know, at least. And he's more of a power forward, tall, long, rangy athlete that can score in a variety of ways, create his own shot. Great three-point shooter. He's a very exciting prospect uh, because what he can do is limitless. He needs to go to the right team, right coach. I think he can be very special. He's aggressive around the rim, but also has a soft touch when needed. He can shoot the three well. Uh, He can jab step, hit the three, go for the pull-up, has a nice floater, nice hook shot, good passer. I mean, what does he not do well? He does everything well. (laughs) You know, um, very good shooter overall, which is perfect and exactly what NBA teams are looking for. Uh, He can handle the ball as well, guard multiple positions. When you see all these positive things on offense, normally you're like, well, is he a good defensive player? He is. He's a good defensive player too. So Taylor Hendricks is clear in my decision that he is uh, number five on this list. It's arguable that he could be number four. So the Taylor Hendricks hate needs to stop. He's top five. (laughs) And I think the Pistons should draft him, honestly, at five. Number six, I have Keontae George. He has moved up on my list. And that happened when you, you know, keep looking at tape. Sometimes you see things you didn't see before. And I took a little note. I said, he reminds me either of James Booknight, Jaden Hardy, or Donovan Mitchell after my first watch. And then I said, okay, let me go back and look again and compare. And y'all, Keontae George looks very similar to Donovan Mitchell. Keontae George from Baylor, 15 points, four boards, three assists, one steal, 34% from three. And he's three inches taller than Donovan Mitchell. But they are both straight ballers, can pull up from anywhere and hit the three. Ridiculous handle, super quick acceleration and twitch moves to the crossover, can create his own shot. I really think Keontae George could be special. He can hit the step back, off the dribble get to the rack in traffic, he can do everything. Nothing's raw about him at all. He has that star potential, and I think he's going to be great. He's a great passer, finds the open man when he needs to. His speed is ridiculous. It allows him to stay with his man on all, on defense. You know, It helps him blow by you on offense, stay with his man on defense, and if he gets blown by, he can recover with a block. Good passer, good ball handler, but he can improve as a passer and ball handler. But it's already solid enough to be fine. That's just going to be some minor tweaking. But Keontae George, number six on my board. That's right. That's right. You heard it here first. (laughs) But number seven, another riser on my board, Kobe Bufkin from Michigan, 14 points, four and a half boards, six foot, I think he's six five, six six right now. He he weighed in, uh, measured in taller than he was before. 35.5% from three, 19 years old. He moved up with the comparison as well. Watching his game, he reminds me of Tyrese Maxey. Nice jumper, good three-point shooter. Has a burst of speed on the way to the rim. Sneakily explosive. Finishes good in traffic. Excellent finger roll and floater in the paint. Uh, He can do everything you want offensively. Uh, Being a combo guard, you kind of wonder what team's going to pick him. How's he going to play? But you just have to get the guy in there because the talent is there, moves his feet well. He's really good on defense as well. You'll see a lot of stuff on him blocking guys' shots because that height helps him out. Um, You know, he has super fast hands on defense, creating steals as well. And I think Kobe Bufkin is number seven. You've heard him moving up everywhere. People are saying maybe 15, maybe 14, maybe 10. I have him at the seventh best player in this draft class. Another surprise for you guys, Derek Whitehead is number eight on my list. People have him in the 20s and 30s. It's crazy to me. Derek Whitehead is from Duke, six foot seven. Stats were not that great because he only played around 18 minutes per game, I believe. Eight points, two and a half boards, almost a steal per game, but he did shoot 43% from three. Now, he has a 16 wingspan as well. Dariq Whitehead moves like a pro, uh, much different than guys his age and body type in this draft. He seriously looks like an NBA player. When you watch his film and other players' film, there's a difference. There's like everyone's here and he's up here. Great shooter, great stroke. Uh, His form is pure. He has that quick twitch movement with or without the ball to get open or go by his man. Seriously a jaw-dropping player. His skills are unmatched in his class. He can step, pull up off the dribble, create his own shot. I mean, he's ridiculous. One of the most fun players to watch in this draft. It's great to see a baller, you know, not just a guy with all the tools and the body type and potential and the wingspan. He is a baller. Uh, he's ready to play right now. you think he will be a senior or a junior, but he's just a freshman. And with this skill at 19, his ceiling is through the roof. As MJ would say, uh, I I wanted him to score more because he only played eight, scored eight per game. But then I noticed it was because they were babying him because of injury. But uh, when he gets to a better environment in the NBA, when he gets 100% healthy, he will flourish. Uh, He shows great hustle and recovery skills on defense, quick hands, plays the passing lane well, uh, great size to translate offensively and defensively. Now the low playing minutes was due to a stretch fracture in his foot, and then after that he had a sprained ankle shortly after, but he played through the season. But yeah, sixteen minutes per game. So, but then after you know this these, this is my scouting report on him with the sprained ankle after the stretch fracture. So he was playing on limited minutes, and still looking like one of the best players in his class. Imagine him healthy. Now, after this season, he did have to have another foot surgery on the other foot, so that's very bad. (laughs) That's going to have him dropping on a lot of people's boards, but he will be ready. They say he'll be 100% ready when the season starts. If there's a team that's willing to take that risk, you know, a lot of times lottery teams are like, I want it now. I want to see him now, practicing now, now, now. But think about Joel Embiid. He didn't play like the first year of his career because of injury and he that's why he fell to six in the draft if those teams would have just said he's the best player let me take him and let him sit they would have the mvp of the league you cannot pass up on Derek whitehead i mean do it at your own peril because Derek whitehead is a star he's the, it's arguable that he's number eight i originally had him at number six but those foot injuries even dro- made me drop him two spots. But I'm very high on derek Whitehead. And if he heals 100%, look out NBA. I'm very excited to see who takes him on Thursday. Now, number nine, to probably who you were thinking you would hear a few pl- names back, Cam Whitmore from Villanova. 12 points per game, five boards, 34% from three, six seven small forward, perfect size, weight, and athletic ability in the college game that will translate to the NBA. Finishes kind of clunky at the rim at times. His game is not beautiful like some of the other guys, but he has a good handle, can hit the step back three, uh, can get to the rim. I don't know if he's confident enough finishing with his left at the rim when he should be, but you never know if he can learn and work on that. He just doesn't seem like uh, the most polished player. He's more of a He has a perfect size and weight so he can get to the rim and do what he needs to do. But on defense, he can guard multiple positions. He can stay with someone his size, and he can guard smaller guards. He has a nice quick dribble, uh, first step to get where he wants to go. Um, Doesn't really free himself to get open, but uh, but it gets him to go into the lane where normally good things happen. And he's a good rebounder for his size. I don't love his form. He has a slow release on the shot. But, you know, he's a great leader, great athleticism. Not sure his offense will translate right away, but it, you know, it depends on where he lands. I don't know if he's going to come in and be a star, you know what I mean? So he looks like a baby Paolo Carroll at times, but he also looks like a baby Isaac Okoro at times. So that's why I have Cam Whitmore at number nine. You know, he needs to work on his turnovers and shooting, especially free throws. But I think he'll be okay. Uh, (laughs) So I can't, I mean, I had him originally at like at six. So he got moved down to nine because a lot of people are very sure about him, but I I have a little doubt. Next, I got to a guy that people have a lot of doubt about for some reason, Bryce He's had. He's been plagued with a few injuries, but Bryce Sensorball, 6'6 guard from Ohio State, average 16 and 5. Very natural player, unlike Cam Whitmore, has all the moves and is a great shooter. Plays with finesse, but also aggression. Great power when attacking the rim. Can shoot the fadeaway. Can shoot the three off the dribble or spotting up. He's a perfect offensive prospect. Um, he should come in the league day one and be ready to play. Great court vision and awareness. Uh, may rely on the fadeaway a little bit too much, but it's just he's just a really good shooter. <laughs> uh, did I say what he shot from three? 40% from three. So that's what you love to see. And that size is good. Very good defender. Uh, but people are worried about his defensive acumen. I think he'll be fine. He can do it. He may not have felt like he needed to do it. Don't think no one in this in this class just is gonna be uh abused on defense, I believe. That's overrated. Bryce sense of all, he's a top ten talent in this draft class. All right, moving on to 11 through 20. Number 11, Grady Dick from Kansas. 14 points, five boards per game, 40% from three as well. Has the speed, athleticism, great size, tremendous shooter. Very quick release on his shot. Great at getting steals, good team player, good cutter. Uh, he dunks with authority. That's something you don't hear about Grady Dick. He's an alley-oop threat. All you hear about him is shooting, but he has some athleticism. He could take it to the rack and drive right or left, go right by you, get the slam. Uh, He's not just out there shooting threes like a Kyle Korver, even though everyone else will make you think that because that's all they talk about is his shooting. He can do similar things to Bryce Sensible in that matter. So more needs to be talked about with Grady Dick. Even experts are saying, oh, he's a great shooter. He's a great shooter. Yeah, he is a great shooter. but He's a great basketball player as well. Um, You know, he may need to get a little bigger weight-wise, He is 205 to be 6'8". He might want to be a little bigger than that, but that's not going to be an issue. Uh, He can improve on creating for himself, but I think he'll be fine. The only issue will be how will he be used in the NBA because Corey Kispert was similar to Grady Dick, one of the best shooters in his draft class, but he also did other things. When he went to the Wizards, he kind of was restrained to being just that shooter which a lot of white American players are, you know, put in that position to do that. And I hope they don't do that with Grady Dick because he can do a lot more. Next, Jay Howard at number 12, 6'8 from Michigan, 14 points per game. He plays offensively like Carmelo Anthony. He has star potential, great handle, can pull up and hit the J, hit the fadeaway, hit the step back three, and he can play in the post. Uh, if there's a knock, I just want to see him shoot more. <laughs> People are worried about his defense, but in my opinion, he could be Melo 2.0 if he's given the keys to a team. If he's a role player, he could be Eric Gordon, and Eric Gordon has had a long career, which was derailed a little bit by health, but he's still in the NBA, making big money, and he can help teams with this shooting. Uh, but he's a top 12 pick, for sure, in my opinion, and I think Uh, You know, he's the son of Jawan Howard, which I didn't even know that until later on. And I didn't know also that he was playing Carmelo Anthony in the LeBron James movie coming up. And it's ironic that I compared his game to Carmelo Anthony. So I'm sure that's going to be a dream for Jed Howard. But right now, 12th ranked prospect. 13, Leonard Miller, G League Ignite. Average 17 points, 10 boards, one steal, almost a block per game. Great size. He can play in the post or the perimeter. He can shoot the ball well. Uh can drive to the rack, get his own shot. And that's all you can ask for. You know, the previous year he could have came out. He was not ready at all. This year he went to work. You can tell. He upgraded his game a whole lot. And that's got him into the lottery, in my opinion. Very athletic. Great dunker. Plays aggressive in traffic. And averaged a double-double in the G League against grown men. He's gonna be fine in the NBA. Um, he just needs to be on the right team. And he's definitely a top 15 pick in this draft. Great defender, quick hands. Uh, the way he improved just shows me how he's gonna continue to improve once he's in the NBA. He's a very humble kid, good kid. Leonard Miller, number 13. Number 14, I have Noah Clowney, the big man from Alabama. Six foot ten, two oh five, average 10 points, eight boards. Shot 28% from three, which is a good thing for a power forward because, you know, he's not just a guy playing on the perimeter. To have your big, uh, big, be able to shoot threes, that's good. You know, like I said, some of these guards don't shoot 28%, but he's a stretch big that can shoot the spot up three very well for someone his size and height, great defensive presence, great rim runner that runs the floor well, plays the pick and roll well. A great tracker of the ball on defense. He always finds it. and is in a great position to help his team on defense. Um, at times, he shoots too many threes. I want to see him in a post more. Reminds me of Chris Vosh in Miami. So like get in the post. But the fact that you can stretch the court like that is great. Um, and I think he just needs to gain a little weight. And someone could have a star in Noah Clowney. Up next, we have Jalen hood Shafino. I have him at number 15. The 6'6 point guard from Indiana, averaged 13.5 points, four assists, 33% from three. I recently compared him to Quentin Grimes, who's a really solid player in the NBA, just came out a year or two ago, but he also has that point guard ability, so that's going to help him be even better. Really nice handle, size, can play the one or the two, very soft touch with floaters, good spot-up shooter, um, tough shot maker, great elevation on his shot, great shooting ability, You know, he's great in the mid-range, very crafty player, good passer on the move, smart player, good defender. Jalen Hood, Shafino, I have him. I think he's much better than Anthony Black. So that's why I have him above Anthony Black. (laughs) But we haven't gotten to him yet. But next, uh, I have Gigi Jackson at 16, 6'9", 18-year-old from South Carolina, 15 points and six boards per game, has range, can shoot the ball, He's a little skinny for a power four, but he plays like a three at times more than a four. We'll see how that translates in the NBA. I think he'll be more of a four. But he plays the pick and roll well, can hit the fadeaway, good three-point shooter, 32% from three. That's great. A lot of people haven't fallen to the late first round, um, even the second round. What are y'all doing? It's not, there's no way that should happen. Gigi Jackson is a top 15, 16 pick. And I hope he goes to the right team. He's not immature. He's fine. He's a modern-day player. Um, you know, he can play in the post. He's comfortable in the mid-range. He can drive to the lane. Very skilled player. Fadeaway expert. Uh, you know, there's some kinks in this game, but he, he he's 18. You know, he could have been coming out next year as a freshman. He's in the class a little early, and he showed enough to me that I would love to draft and take a guy like this with this talent, this age. And help my team develop. Up next, I have Jordan Hawkins at 17. 6'5 guard from UConn. Tremendous three-point shooter. 39% from three. Comes off p- uh, screens, pick and rolls. And he's a lethal lights-out shooter. All he needs is an inch space to get a shot off. Uh, he very much uh, reminds me of Richard Hamilton coming off screens. He doesn't really create a lot of space when he's dribbling the ball. But he most likely will be coming off screens and spotting up like Richard Hamilton, Reggie Miller in the NBA. Uh, Should be a lights out shooting guard in the NBA. Very safe player to come in and fill a role for a team. Next, I have Osar Thompson. Finally, for some of you, I'm sure you're like, where is he? But I mean, for me, there is a gap between him and his brother. He averaged 16 and 7 and 6 assists with two and a half steals and one block. His numbers are similar to his brother. But playing the shooting guard as opposed to the point guard is a big difference. He's a decent spot-up shooter, but he's kind of raw offensively, in my opinion. Not great at getting his own shot. Kind of clunky when he's getting to the rim. He has great size, speed, and athleticism. He's great in transition. Can finish well with his left hand. Better at finding an open man than scoring. Uh, but he's a good passer. His calling card call is defense, in my opinion. Great effort put into stopping his defender. Um Well, the guy on offense, (laughs) he's great at contesting shots and getting in his man's grill, making life hard on the offensive side of things for the offensive player. He moves his feet well, bodies his man. And as you'll see, most of these comments are defensive, in my opinion, because his shot and form are not smooth or natural. Looks like it was made in a factory, like I said about his brother. But he's a very fun defender. I just don't know how he'll fit. I don't know if he will help a lottery team necessarily. He's more of a player that needs to go to a good team, and he can be that final missing piece um, because he's going to have to develop his his ball handling, his shooting. He's not going to be bringing the ball up court, so what are you going to be doing? But still a good talent, uh, worthy of the risk. People have him in the top seven or so, and I just don't see that. But other people do, to each their own. <laughs> Next, I have 19, Marcus Sasser from Houston. He's a senior. That's the only negative against him, and maybe his height because he's 6'2", but he averaged 17 points per game. 22 years old. People don't like that, but 38% from three. He definitely could have came out last year, in my opinion. Would have been a late first-round pick, uh, but he can ball. He has a great crossover. He can get to a spot, hit the three. He has a little Damian Lillard in his game, so I'm a big fan of Marcus Sasser. I love his hesitation to pull defenders, which leads him to getting the shot or driving to the rack. Very long range, loves a step-back three. Doesn't need much space at all to get his shot, but he can create it if he needs to. Very polished player. Just needs to get more assists, really. Um, You know, and he could go to Portland with their second pick and replace Dame in the future. Uh, But it's going to be interesting where he goes. 19th best prospect. I hope he can go to a team where he can get some minutes because if he can... Come in, be himself. He's a dynamic player. Marcus Sasser at 19. Number 20, um, highly debated player Imani Bates. He's still going in the 50s and possibly undrafted by some people, some analysts, experts. Imani Bates is a top 20 player in this draft, y'all. 6'9", 190 pounds, averaged 19.6 boards, um, shot 33% from three. He's a dynamic player, great pedigree. He's been famous his whole life, pretty much. He had a year before at Memphis. It didn't go well. Came back, went to Eastern Michigan, I guess to stay close to home. That was not a great decision because he went to a team where he was the only guy there. So his usage, his shooting percentages were lower. His shot selections were not great. But he did ball out. So sometimes when they're Nick picking, they're not looking at what he did great. They're looking at all the negatives. Like, yeah, you had 20 points, but it took you 15 shots to get there. You, you know, all this type of thing. The competition, the school you're playing against, the turnovers, all that, as opposed to if he was with a better school, they probably wouldn't nitpick that as much. Um, you know, he had an off-court issue as well, so that didn't help. But Imani Bass is a dynamic player. Mac, all Mac team, he scored 43 points in the game, which included hitting 29 straight points. Nobody else in this class is capable of that. So I mean that's something that people need to think about. He has the elite potential. Great shooter when he when he's on a roll, super athletic, loves to splash threes in the face of his defender, has a great handle. Um he kind of plays street ball a little bit. I've compared him to Brandon Ingram, but a street ball version. Uh, You could tell he was a fan of Kobe growing up, the way he plays out there. Very fun player. I think he's going to need to be reined in. Wasn't really coached up at Memphis. Wasn't really coached up at Eastern Michigan. Um, Their concerns are, will he be selfish? Will he be a one-on-one player in the NBA? Will he take coaching? I think he will, especially when considering how far his star has fell. Uh, you know, he was projected to be the number one player coming out in his year from college, uh, from high school to college. Uh, and it just hasn't worked out. So, and then he's gotten in trouble having a gun in his car, but that was dismissed. And his now he's looking like a second-round pick. He has to be humbled by this, and he definitely should be able to be taking coaching unless he's just something wrong upstairs. <laughs> but, yeah, he needs to take better shots. He needs to pass more, get his shooting percentage up. But that won't happen until we see him on the NBA team. That's when it will happen. I believe it will. Uh, You know, and he'll be fine. You know, he goes to the right team, gets behind the right star. Say he goes to Phoenix somehow, sits behind KD. Goes to New Orleans, sits behind Brandon Ingram. Uh, He's going to be great. But if he goes to a bad team like the Wizards or the Hornets, it could go bad. It could go bad. (laughs) So, next, going to number 21-30. to Let's keep rolling. Anthony Black, I have at 21, the 6'7 guard from Arkansas. 13 points, 5 boards, 4 assists, 2 steals per game. He's a good playmaker. Seems to do everything well. Just not really a special talent to me. Uh, Hard to get a read on him. Slow release on his shot. He has good court vision. Can run the offense. Uh, I don't know if he'll be strictly a point guard in the NBA. He doesn't look like a point guard. Doesn't really play like a point guard. He's just like A great passer out there. Uh, He moves kind of slow out there. But he can guard multiple positions, puts his teammates in great positions to score, has some big scoring performances in college. But I don't know how well that'll translate to the NBA, considering his lack of explosiveness, explosiveness, speed, and athleticism. Because he mainly plays at a slower pace. But we'll see. You know, when he gets uh, elite defenders on him, like Marcus Smart, uh, Pat Bev is a pest. And we see Anthony Black bringing the ball up the court uh, very casually. We'll see how that goes. It could, I mean, he could he could flourish. He could not. Right now, he's number twenty-one on my list. Number two, City twenty-two, City Suzoko from the G League Ignite, 6'8", 200 pounds, eleven points per game, nineteen years old, very athletic young man. People have him dropping on boards. I can't do it. I still haven't met number twenty-two. He can get to the rack with ease. I love his height, weight, speed, good post-up moves. He can play at the perimeter as well. He has everything in his package. He just needs to polish it and continue to improve. He reminds me of a guy that the Raptors would draft. They get guys like this that are off the radar, and the next thing you know, boom, you got an OG Ananobi. Boom, you got a Pascal Siakam. City Sissoko can be in that same vein. Someone's going to get a guy, if they're patient with him, that's going to be a starter and all-star caliber player in the future if he continues to develop. See, this is 22-23. Finally, I'm sure you're like, Jarris Walker hasn't been named yet. Did you forget him? What are you doing, William Bill. Well, here's Jarris Walker at 23. 11.7 boards per game, 35% from three. The 6'8", undersized power forward from Houston. You know, he's kind of a small forward in a power forward's weight class. He can bang or play in the perimeter. He can shoot the three well. Gets good paint position. Nice little hook shot. Moves great on defense. Recovers well and block shots very well. But he's undersized. Like I said, he's six eight. It might have been reports that he's six seven. Is he going to be a power forward at six eight, six seven in the NBA? He has a seven two wingspan that helps. But if he's going to have to be a small forward, that's not good. He's just two hundred forty pounds. So he's kind of like too big to be. A small forward and too short to be a power forward, he's going to be a tweener. And his game reminds me of Grant Williams. He's a decent, solid role player that'll help a good team. That shouldn't be a lottery pick, in my opinion, around 23 to 26. There you go. Or a team like the Warriors could take him in 19. But I don't see him going earlier than that. Uh, I don't think he should, but we'll see what happens. And <laughs> then number 24, Bilal Kulabali. The 6'8 now. He was 6'6, six, six, but he measured at 6'8. Young man from France, 18 years old, 12 points per game, 35% from three. Nice handle, long and athletic guard. He can shoot it, get to the rack, create his own shot. He definitely does not play like a foreign player. Very nice and smooth moves. Also, aggression and skill, attacking the paint, very fast, especially on the fast break. Loves the Euro step and the finger roll. I think he could be special if he continues to develop. He's a little skinny, but long wingspan, allows for blocks and a lot of steals. Perfect prospect to take in the late first. I don't see top 10. Um, but you know, 24, around 15 to 25. Probably his range. We'll see what happens. Number 25, a guy that never gets talked about. Jalen Wilson, 6'84 from Kansas, won all type of awards. He was a junior, so that might have been why, but 20 points per game, eight boards per game, 34% from three. This guy's being overlooked. Jalen Wilson, NBA range, high release on his shot. When I was watching the film, he was instantly one of the best small forwards in this class. He can create his own shot, has the outside and inside game, great fadeaway, smooth shot and touch. Nice crossover. I love how he almost shows off with how deep he shoots his threes. Um, you know, he doesn't finish amazing in traffic, but he can improve on that. And, you know, I think he's a good passer. Perfect size on offense and defense. His wingspan makes it easier for him to contest shots. Jalen Wilson from Kansas, number 25. Number 26, Maxwell Lewis from Pepperdine. 6'7 guard, 35% from three. Average 17 points, six boards per game. It's a flashy two way guard. Very fun watch. Great crossover and array of moves to score anywhere and anytime he wants. Very athletic. Great hesitation moves. Uh, At times, it's hard for him to create space, but he'll keep going until he can get there and score. Uh, But that's kind of because he was the main guy on a small school team. So that's going to attract other people coming to defend you. When he's in the NBA, that probably won't happen. So he could have a better path to freedom and movement in the NBA, depending on where he lands. Uh, You know, he probably needs to gain a few pounds. But he's a herky-jerky guard, good at attracting double teams, moves his feet well on offense and defense. Um, sometimes he's a little too aggressive on defense, but he's a kind of a guy that's not raw, but inexperienced. So another year or two of basketball, he'll be where he needs to be. He reminds me of Kevin Porter Jr. a little bit. And I really like his talent, uh, Maxwell Lewis. Number 27, another guy finally off the board, Kaysom Wallace, the guard from Kentucky, 6'4", 12 points, four boards, four assists per game. Good shooter, solid guard, spot-up three-point shooter. He can get to the rack, hit the pull-up J, go by his defenders. Uh, He uses a lot of hesitation moves and stutter steps to get where he wants to go because he's not really explosive like A-Man Thompson or anything. He's just a smooth player, good shooter, great at getting steals and breaking up plays, loves blocking shots on chase downs but I think he would be a really good backup point guard, pretty much the same as Trevor Keels from a year ago, and he was drafted 40th. So will Case and Wallace translate? I don't know, but he should not be a top. He should not be a lottery pick, in my opinion. He's just a solid point guard. Um, he's, I mean, he's pretty good, but he's in the first round. Don't hate me for that. But uh, <laughs> number 28, Trace Jackson Davis from Indiana, 6'9", big man, 21 points and 11 boards per game, three blocks per game. Everything's great, you just wish he was seven foot, and I mean he'll be lottery uh but very athletic big man moves great for his size, great rebounder can score off the dribble or the post up, has some ball handling skills to get to the rack. She's very strong in the paint, nice spin moves, and uh array of moves to score in the paint uh, He's not great at posting up, but he can he can he can get better at that. It's hard to score on smaller guys at times for him which he needs to improve on. But Trace Jackson Davis, number 28. Number 29, Julian Strother. I I was a big fan of him last year. He decided to stay in in college. But at Gonzaga, 6'7", 15.6 boards per game, 41% from three, lights out three-point shooter, ridiculous range, good athleticism, quick first step, nice package of moves to get to the rack. He's a gamer. Uh had a lot of huge games for the Zags, had a 40-point game for him, very clutch player, and very good defender and hustle player as well. Moves his feet well, great at contestant shots. That's Julian Strawler at 29. Number 30, Chris Murray, brother Keegan Murray. It was a debate here. Chris Murray, or the guy I'll say at 31. I'm gonna go with Chris Murray. He's safe. Uh a lot of people are like He's not dynamic. No, he's not, but he's safe, you know. And sometimes you got to go with a safe player. Left-hander, kind of an old man game, slow crossover. He did average 20 points and eight boards per game. So he's legit as far as stats-wise. But will his game translate in the NBA? We'll see. He'll probably have to go to the right team. But he's a really good team player, uh, makes good passes, good defense, and there's roles for guys like that in the NBA. Is he a smaller Al Horford? Is he a, a bit of a Kyle Anderson-like type of player? You don't have to be a speed demon to play in the NBA. We'll see. But Chris Murray at number 30. Now, 31 going into that second round. I'll give some love to Nick Smith at 31 from Arkansas. Some people have him going in the lottery. I don't see it on film. He looks small out there, even though he's six-five. Average 12 points per game, pretty much no other stats. He gets a steal per game, but he's a score first guard. It reminds me of Malik Monk, but he's not as good as Malik Monk in college. So the way he progresses is truly up to him. People say there's been some injuries and he wasn't 100%. If that's possible, if that's the truth, that's a negative and a positive because he appears to be a guy that is a late first or early second. And it's a positive for him because he can play better once he gets into the NBA, once he's fully healthy. So we will see. We have not had the privilege to see him healthy. So here he is at number 31, Nick Smith from Arkansas. And, you know, those streaky shooters and heat check shooters are not really sought after. So it's better if you're just a regular point guard that gets other teammates involved and can score when you need to, as opposed to, uh, Malik Monk, you know, type of sh- streaky shooter, Jamal Crawford type of six man, uh, Lou Will who just retired type of player, Bones Highland type of player. So, number t- 32, Ben Shepard from Belmont, lethal three-point shooter, clutch, fast basketball player, multiple 30-point games, uh, great player. I'm going to skim through the second round, but I love Ben Shepard. 33, Kobe Jones from Xavier, 6'5 guard. Takes what the defense gives them. Very efficient, excellent shooter and playmaker. Kobe Jones, number thirty-three. Terquavion Smith, number thirty-four from NC State. What he's like? Nick Smith, uh, streaky shooter, clutch player, killer crossover. um, Gets on uh, hot streaks, and he could really play. Uh, I think he will be a strictly a point guard, and that's going to help him. And he got to get to the right team. He could come off the bench and be a great. Six man, just like Jamal Crawford. That was Taquavion Smith at 34. 35, Derek Lively, the last lottery pick that I have way down here. Big man, solid. Five points and five boards per game, not good. Two and a half blocks per game, that's good. But pretty much a rim runner, dunker, uh, shot blocker. No real offensive game at all. Will he get one? I doubt it. We'll see. Reminds me of Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes does not get off the bench. Isaiah Jackson was a rim runner last year. People were high on. I was not. He doesn't get off the bench. We'll see. 36, I have Grant Sherfield. A a name no one talks about, but a 6'2 point guard from Oklahoma. Really good player. Nice team leader. 16 points per game. Great shooter. Extremely smart player. He's 36 on my board, and people are not talking about him at all. I don't even know if he's getting drafted by other people in their mocks. But he plays... Under control at all times. Drives through the paint with ease. Can get where he wants at any time. Um, you know, he needs to get more assists, but he ran a lot of plays at Oklahoma. In a different system, maybe he would. But Grant Sherfield, I'm a fan. 37, Tristan Vucevic from Serbia. 40% from three. And he is uh, 6'10". So, that's great. That's what you want to see. Shoots the three very well. Moves great. Athletic big man. Good putback rebounder. It's certainly a spot for him in the NBA and he played great at the combine. So Tristan Vucevic, I think I have a mock going 31st right now to Detroit. That would be a great pick. (laughs) 38 Kobe Brown from Missouri. I'm a fan. He's a bit of an oversized weight wise, small forward and a bit of an undersized height wise power forward, (laughs) but really good three point shooter. 45% from three great creator of turnovers, perfect college player, uh, he had issues at times in the paint, so he might have to be a three in the NBA. But the ability to play both is a great thing. So he reminds me of David Roddy a little bit. Kobe Brown at 38. I like it. Burke boyuk themselves at 39, the 6'9 guy from Turkey. Very impressive shooter. Can handle the ball well. Very skilled player. Um, has a nice little crossover to his game as well. Can shoot it off the dribble. Not very athletic, but he's very crafty in finishing at the rim. Number 40, Azulas Tabelas. I mean, it should be a lock for me that he gets drafted, but I've been hearing mocks where he's not drafted. 6'11", from Arizona, 20 points per game, 9 rebounds per game, Uh, 31% from 3. He has it all. Uh, Really good shooter, great touch around the rim, great hands, great catching the, the ball in the post. Nice post game, good shooter. He can drive to the basket or take what the defense gives him. Azula's Tobelis deserves more love. Next, 41 through 50. We're getting there. Mohammed Gay, the 6'11 big man from Washington State. 14 points, 8.5 boards. He's from the Senegal, or his nationality. And he shoots threes too. He's 28% from three. That's good for a center. He's always at the right place at the right time, moving, looking to help his team win. Good shooter off the elbow. Great off the pick and roll. Very hard to stop in college. I think he's a big man that's worth the risk at 41. If the Nuggets can get him at 40 or 37, they have both of those picks. Um, he'll be a great backup for Jokic. Do it. <laughs> 42. Amari Moore from San Jose State, the 6'6 guard, averaged 17 and a half points, five boards, five assists, almost a steal, almost a block per game. 34% from three. He did it all at San Jose State. He's an explosive athlete. Long strides to the rim. Great first step. He's not been talked about enough. If uh, You look at Ben Shepherd, he's right there. He's right there. This is Ben Shepherd. This is Amari Moore. So Ben Shepard shot up everyone's board. Amari Moore is like undrafted. So people should be mentioning Amari Moore more because he's good. Um, at worst, he should be a developmental player in the G League and then have a chance to make the roster. But, I mean, if he can come in and find a way, he's going to be good. He's a really good player. Number 43, Adam Sanogo, 6'9", big man from UConn, average 17 and 8. Shot 36% from three, and this is a power four. A big man that actually has shot and touch. Can you believe it? He does work in the paint, always getting in position to receive a pass or inbound, good roller to the rim, can shoot the three, which is huge for a big, promising future. He has a lot of skill and touch to mold into a real player. I want to see more blocks. But the skill, presence, and understanding of the game is there for Adam Sanogo. And he won the championship. He's winning. 44, Amari Bailey, 6'5 guard from UCLA, shot 39% from three. He, it was kind of underwhelming for me, the film, but you're going to have to project a little bit. He averaged 11 points, not many other stats. He went to Sierra Canyon, uh, one of the top, uh, he was considered one of the top 10 players in his high school class going into college. He kind of had an underwhelming year. But he showed that he's an NBA caliber player. I wish he would have went to, back to college. Might would have been a lock for a first-round pick. Some people still talking like he's a first-round pick. But for me, he's number 44. Um, it'd be great if he's just a strictly a point guard. But at 6'5", he'll be a combo guard. and It's going to be interesting to see how he fits in the NBA. 45, I have Jordan Miller, six six guard from Miami. Very smooth guard, lefty, clutch player. Good all-around player, great size and athleticism. He, was, he stood out to me on Miami, and I wasn't looking for him to be the guy I was looking at, and he stood out. So he is a fifth-year senior. That'll hurt him, but he's good, and he's NBA-ready for sure. Um, but, you know, once you get around 45, that a lot of these guys are interchangeable. You're going to find a Jordan Miller in the G League, you know. So will they draft him or take a shot on an international prospect? We will see. 46, speaking of that, Vincent Valerio-Bodan, the 6'10", Hungarian. 22 years old, moves very well for his size. Basically, he's 6'10", but he moves like a 6'6 guard. Really good shooter, great form, great cutter and moving without the ball. Smart, crafty with moves and traffic. He's not raw at all. High basketball IQ. Really good shot contester as well. Can take it to the rim. So he's not just a shooter. Vincent Valerio Bodon. I mean, I have him at 46. He can go. He can go higher than this because the second round gets weird. So we'll see. 47, Ricky Council from Arkansas, 16 points per game. Needs to work on the shooting, but he's very athletic, very flashy, powerful dunker, incredible in transition. When he's coming, move out of the way. Um, You know, uh, great cutter to the rim. Basically anything to do with getting to the rim, he's your man. He has a nice pull-up J, but needs to work on his shot. Solid overall player, Ricky Council. 48, James Nagy, finally off the board uh, from Barcelona. Super high leaper. Plays the pick and roll well, runs the floor well, amazing for his size, raw and bouncy big, but I think he'll need to be in the G League to develop. He He's not going to come into the NBA this raw and get consistent minutes. So being in the top 20, top 25, I don't think so, y'all. We'll see what happens. People love him. He looks great with no shirt on, but can he play basketball? We will see, but James Najee, is 48 for me. 49. Will Richard or Will Richard, six five guard from Florida, 40% from three, tremendous three point shooter, great at getting open, and then of course can hit the three, can hit the step back, great hands for steals. Uh, the talent is the shot. Uh, the ball handling is good enough to score in the paint, in the mid range. He should be fine in the NBA. Ryan repair is number 50, the last guy you probably have heard of on this list. You're like, why has he not been mentioned? Everyone's saying he's number 20 on ESPN. He's number 50 for me. Very raw player. Very skinny. Not a good shooter. Slow release on his shot. Not a natural Not a natural talented basketball player. Uh, he's two years away from being two years away. So you want to take that risk, you go right ahead. But Ryan Rupair, everyone's reaching on him, man. I got to tell you that. Next, 51, Jordan Walsh. Uh, It was hard to recruit him, man, (laughs) to scout him. My main thing that I scouted on him was he should go back to college. It's nothing special at all there. He's a role player. Uh, He has the wingspan at 7'3". That's what you want to see. He has the height, 6'7", weight, uh, you know, a frame. All that's great. But if you're just projecting a guy to play defense, what's that going to do for you? There's guys like that everywhere. He needs to develop an offensive game. At times, he looks lost out there. Um, and so I think he needs to he, – he will be in the G League all year for sure. It's no doubt about it. So if you draft him, whether you draft him 20, 30, 40, 50, he's not playing much in the NBA, in my opinion. 52, we have Colin Castleton, a 6'11", senior from Florida. 16 points, eight boards per game. Good mover in the paint. Nice post moves. Um, not just a dunker and put-back player. That's good. He has a nice little hook shot, solid jump shooter, Uh, needs to gain a little bit of weight because he's 230 at 6'11", but he'll need to gain like 15, 20 pounds to bang an NBA, Uh, and I would love to see him play in the post more, but, you know, people are talking about him, and they're not talking about Azulis Tabelas. Azulis Tabelas is better than Colin Castleton, but Castleton still should deserve to be drafted. Number 53, well, here's the guy, you know, Brandon six 6'5", from Santa Clara. He shot up everyone's draft boards. But notice when he shot up everyone's draft boards. After the combine. So after seeing his tape all year, he was not on anyone's radar. But then the combine, he's a first-rounder. It doesn't work like that, y'all. If you didn't see the tape before, which I saw, and I had him going undrafted, why is he a first-rounder? Uh, he's a lefty, no real follow-through on the shot, but it goes in. He's a good shooter from two and three, but he has a crafty old man game at times. Uh, he likes to back down his defender and go to the rack and shoot the mid-range. I see him being a spot-up shooter in the NBA, and he's not really fast enough to be a main focus of an offense. Is he going to be a point guard? I don't think so. Is he going to be a shooting guard? I don't think so. Uh, it could work. He did well in the combine, but that's those that were against second-rounders and undrafted players. What will happen when he's in the actual NBA? We will see. Number 54, Andre Jackson from UConn, 6'6", great dunker, great athlete, super leaper, lob threat, Um, not a great shooter, 28% from three. But as a sophomore, he shot 36% from three. So it's possible he can get it together, um, but he needs to improve his shooting. Andre Jackson at 54. People have him as a first-rounder. Get out of here, man. Come on. Another guy, they have his first rounder, Olivier Maxis Prosper from Marquette. He just got an invite to the green room. What are we doing? 12 points per game, five boards. He's a junior, 34% from three. He's a solid player, good size, can shoot the three pretty well. He doesn't finish that well, especially in traffic. He's a little clunky. He's a hustle player, and he won't be a power forward in the NBA, so what's he going to be? That seems like a late second-round pick to me, but what do I know? Number 56, Nadir Hiffy, or Nadir High Five, a 6 6'1 to 6'3. Young point guard from France, 17 points per game, 35% from three. Excellent point guard, especially internationally. I think he can come over here and be very good. He may take a year or two to develop like Fred Van Vliet, which he reminds me of coming out of Wichita State, and then he can come into the NBA and have a role like Fred Van Vliet and develop under a better point guard like he did with Kyle Lowry and then turn into a max player. Um, You know, quick, instinctive moves. His penetration is great. Plays below the rim, but plays very fast. You know, a faster version of Fred VanVleet. Sounds like it's worth the risk to me. Number 57, Marquise Noel, the 5'8 point guard from Kansas State. Incredible player. His only knock is he's 5'8. He averaged 17 points eight assists per game, two and a half steals per game. Uh, and he showed he can be an NBA player. He abused Case and Wallace. He won all type of awards. He's a clutch player. He's a gamer. He's a winner. He's a star on the court. He led K-State to an incredible season. He's a great passer in the pick and roll. He has great court vision. can break down the defense and get to the rim. His size never really limited him in college. Will it in the NBA? The height is, you know, Taller in the NBA on average, per average. So it will be a little bit harder, but he flourished in college. So height did not hurt him in college. Will really it hurt him in the NBA? Five, seven guys used to get drafted in the NBA and play. Uh, Errol Boykins, Muggsy Bogues, uh, there's other guys. But it hasn't really happened in a while. It seems like the NBA has strayed away from guys that are under six foot two. So will uh, Marquise Noel break that mold? You know, we had Isaiah Thomas as well, Um, IT. Will Marquise Noel break that mold? He's talented enough, too. I hope he gets a shot. 58, Justin Powell from Washington State. Very nice handle and control of the ball. 10 points per game, 42% from three. Good playmaker, makes great passes, especially in the pick and roll. Can shoot the three off the dribble or spot up. He's definitely a player that will fit in the modern NBA. Great size, clearly skilled excellent excellent shooting guard he'll be a great fit for any team he went from school to school to school he transferred like three times so that's not great but in the end for Washington State he was and I think that shooting is elite and that should be a spot for him number 59 Julian Phillips people have him going in the first round I do not clearly barely drafted six eight eight points per game not much else He's a role player, in my opinion. Good rebounder. Can be a catch-and-shoot guy if he can shoot, but he can't really shoot yet. He's kind of the perfect college player, but that equates to a G League player in the NBA. Um, and he goes up weak in traffic. He needs to get stronger. He needs to work on turnovers. So you got to work on turnovers, strength, and your shot. I mean, 24% from three? What? Why are we talking first round here? Come on now. Now, next, at number 60, Jaime Haquez. Six foot seven from UCLA. He had a good offensive game. Nice handle. Good hustle player. Hard worker. Athletic. Nice size. Can drive to the rack. Uh, but when he scores, every bucket seems like it's very difficult. Um, and that's not going to be a great translation for me to the NBA. But if he stays back and becomes, you know, just a three and D guy, he has a nice jumper. Has a nice fadeaway. That might work. But he creates no separation when trying to score and that's not great. Uh, He works hard on the defensive end, but probably a G-leaguer in my opinion. And when you're getting down to the 50s, that's what you're going to get. Most of these guys are going to be in the G-league. Most guys in the 40s are probably going to be in the G-league. Some guys in the 30s will be in the G-league. So, I mean, honestly, there's some guys in the late first that have been in the G-league for two years and haven't really played. So you just got to land the right guy and see what happens. I want to say some honorable mentions Landers Nolly, a guy I'm late on, but I've just seen his tape recently. 6'7 from Cincinnati, averaged 17.6 boards. Landers Nolly is a player. If he's not drafted, he'll be on a two-way contract. Jacob Toppin, really nice player, uh, great athletic player, but he was a senior, fifth-year senior. His senior year was the only year he really had development. So uh production so but I like this I like what I saw and Jalen Slauson deserves to be mentioned as well good tape on him Jazzy and Gortman people love Seth Lundy but I don't have him being drafted so Chase Audige, Adam Flagler, Keontae Johnson there's a lot of guys in this draft class that are deserving of love but that is my NBA final big four for 2023 hope you loved it hope you enjoyed it hope it wasn't too long for you Thank you all for listening, supporting throughout the show. The draft's coming soon. Let's let's get to it. I can't wait to see what happens, and I'll be back with draft recaps and all that good stuff. Um, Until next time, subscribe, and I'm out of here. Peace.